Welcome to Listener's Advisory, the San Diego Public Library podcast. On today's show, we'll learn about a new educational resource that's got independent learners abuzz. So stick around. This should be fun. Earlier this year, the Mission Valley Branch Library opened its newest resource to the public. The Homeschool Resource Center is a converted internet lab that now houses an array of resources aimed at non-traditional learners and their educational partners. According to U.S. Census records, homeschooling has increased dramatically in recent years and has since remained buoyant after a sharp increase during the 2020-2021 school year. There's definitely been an increase, and I feel like COVID was what really put attention on alternatives to traditional schooling. But I will say that during COVID, a lot of families did distance learning, and that's quite different from um, what we see now with homeschoolers. Marika Jeffrey is the Youth Services Librarian at the Mission Valley Branch Library and one of the primary forces behind the Branch Library's new Homeschool Resource Center. During COVID, a lot of it was Zoom at home, trying to replicate the classroom at home, reading your textbook and turning in assignments that way. The homeschooling that we see now is is very varied. So it can mean going out and doing, you know, outside field trips. Um, it can mean going and doing group learning with a co-op. While the days of Zoom learning are largely behind us, many students and parents have opted to pursue non-traditional forms of learning commonly referred to as homeschooling. The Mission Valley Branch Library's new resource center aims to meet the increasing needs of this growing demographic. What is the Homeschool Resource Center? So we are a a center that is meant for homeschoolers, so for anyone who's doing non-traditional education. We have a lot of different resources available in our center, so we've got books for both parents and for youth. We have educational kits. We've got office supply type materials with a laminator and a coil binder, some other types of things. And uh, we have space. We have space that people can reserve for their use to conduct any sort of homeschooling program or group session that they want. As Marika noted, homeschooling is generally not the Zoom learning we saw during the 2020 COVID lockdowns. Here in California, there are many different ways that you can homeschool. So the the two primary ways are one, going through a homeschooling charter or one doing this absolutely independently. So with the homeschooling charter, you actually enroll the way you you might with a traditional school. But with the the charter, uh, you will basically be meeting with a teacher a little uh, more or less than once a month and that teacher can help advise parents on how to best educate their child if there are any roadblocks along the way checking in about what kind of work uh, the child is doing and so it provides an extra level of support for families so that when they do homeschool they don't feel completely isolated and alone and those charters will also provide you know other resources for families social activities 
parties, get-togethers for holidays, school photos, things like that. And then the other way uh, that you can homeschool is through doing it entirely on your own. And when you do it that way, you're going to file an affidavit with the state and then be completely independent, running your school however you want out of your home. And that means, you know, taking field trips or, you know, using whatever books um, and materials and educational supplies you like. Um, so our, our resource center is open to those types of students, no matter what kind of homeschooling or non-traditional education you are doing. And while the learning format is gaining in popularity, support services are generally rare. How was the need for the center identified? So the need for the center was identified, I feel like, years before COVID, so maybe 2017, 2018. I had a woman come in, and she homeschooled, and she had several children, and she mentioned to me, she was like, Marika, you know, I've heard that there are schools in Nevada that will provide a homeschooling center where they have all these great resources for homeschoolers, and I thought, wow, that sounds awesome. But how am I going to do that? I don't really, I don't have the space. I, I, I just don't I, I don't, I can't really imagine what that would look like with our very limited children's area. While the pandemic was devastating in so many ways, it also presented an opportunity to rethink how the library offers some of its traditional services. Fast forward to COVID and we had a computer lab, but Karen had the great idea of taking all the computers out of the lab and socially distancing them throughout the library. My name is Karen Riley and I am the branch manager of the Mission Valley Branch Library. Prior to COVID, we had a computer lab that held 18 computers that could be used by the public, as many libraries do. Um, we were never very satisfied with the computer lab as a space. It was not really satisfactory for the patrons. They were too close together. And during COVID, of course, that became a real issue. So we needed to move the computers out into the general library space so that we could socially distance them. So yeah, um, so welcome to the space. Uh, you can see that we've got these cabinets right here in the front, which has a lot of our materials that are available for checkout. So if you don't want to rifle through inside the cabinet, we actually have this binder um, that kind of lists out everything. So now we have this empty room. And, you know, we tossed around ideas like, oh, maybe we should turn this into a, a makerspace type uh, type room. But we really we really wanted to do something different. And I remembered this woman's comment about the homeschooling centers in Nevada. And so we had now the space to do it. And we already knew. We knew that we were a destination for homeschoolers because prior to COVID, those charter, those homeschooling charter students who were meeting with their teachers, they were coming to Mission Valley Library. They were meeting in our children's area and doing those one-on-one -on -one sessions. And they were reserving our rooms for these big social activities. So we knew that there was already a group of people who are coming to use our library for the purposes of homeschooling. So it just really made sense. Having the space for such a center is key. Funding was vital to this specific project. Our friends of the library who do lots of fundraising for us, they were incredibly supportive right off the bat. 
And they they said, we can absolutely assist you um, with what you need to buy. But we were thinking really big. We, we wanted, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars in order to kind of bring this to life. So we looked for a lot of different grants. Some things fell through. But then the IMLS and the California State Library offered a grant. It was called just the competitive grant. And it was open. There were really no specific parameters. It it was open to librarians and libraries. But you could tailor it to whatever your needs were. So there, there was no stipulation like, oh, you need to request this type of program or do this type of funding. We were really at liberty to do whatever we wanted with the grant. So we requested um, a little over $50,000, maybe $52,000 for technology, for educational kits, for books, for programs, and, and we got it. Grant funds are a great way to realize an ambitious project. However, there is generally a significant workload that comes with administering grants. From the application process to working with vendors, cycle narratives, and more, the process is not for the faint of heart. I got a $5,000 LSTA grant one time, and it was like the one of the hardest things I've ever done in my career. So I got major props for you for um, doing all that. Oh, very, very impressive. Let me ask you this. Can a library with a limited budget develop something akin to this? Absolutely. I mean, it's great to have money, but uh, I don't think it's really necessary. I feel, you know, I've had some people ask, and I feel like the first thing that you might want to do is recognize some some folks who are in the homeschooling community who can kind of act as your consultants. Like, you know, what might be something small that you can start with that would be helpful and, you know, build from there. So, A lot of the materials that we have, a lot of the educational kits, they really do not cost a whole lot. You can start off with flashcards. Flashcards, you know, don't cost a a bundle. You can ask for donations. Um, You can see if, you know, anyone's got potentially some old Legos. And if you find some really good engineering pages that you can build in with the Lego kits, then you could all of a sudden have an engineering kit that you can send out to kids. You can also call companies, uh, local curriculum companies, to see what they have available. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask if anybody has any samples that they would be willing to give you because we we had several companies that were like, oh, okay, you're this, this new center. Yeah, we're going to give you some sample books and other things. While the Homeschool Resource Center might take many forms, Mission Valley Center has a robust offering of teaching tools that will wow just about any non-traditional learner. We have a lot of materials that we purchased specifically so that people could check them out and not have to buy them themselves because a lot of these subjects... You might teach them for a few weeks and then you would move on to something else. So for example, we've got some life cycle kits, like life cycle of a chick or a frog. And so once you uh, use some of these manipulatives that we have to, to teach the life cycle, you're going to move on to something else. And you know you don't necessarily need to 
hang on to the plastic models of chicks in eggs. So we have a lot of these types of kits. They can be science-based, so we'll have lots of different models. They can be language arts-based, especially for emerging readers. We've got magnetic alphabet letters. We've got some phonics-type materials, um, word and sentence-building kits, and then very early math concepts, so geometric shapes and place value to, to teach that. We've got unifix cubes. So these are all things that we think are helpful for students as they're learning that topic, but then hopefully they master that idea and families can absolutely return it. We also have some more advanced kits that are focusing on different STEM activities. We have microscopes and we have slides that are available and we have different rocks so that kids can look at the different types of rock models and, you know, discuss the levels of hardness for the rocks. Additionally, the center offers calculators, laptops for in-house use, and some general supplies that are indispensable to any learning environment. So we've got a laminator, and we will provide you with 10 free lamination pouches per family per month. We have a coil binder, which is a way to hole punch and bind your own book. So if you wanted to make your own curriculum from photocopies, you absolutely could do that. We've, you know, got three hole punch, giant stapler, all those types of goodies. And then we've got books for parents and for children. So the books for parents are talking about about different homeschooling theories, you know, how to do a four-hour day or overcoming dyslexia. And then the books for youth are going to be more nonfiction or early literacy. So we've got some sort of very broad-based books on, say, history or philosophy or chemistry. And then we've got very simple readers for kids who are, you know, in K, first, second, third grade, who are still learning how to read, and they they need a lot of those easy readers, so we provide that. And then, in addition, we've got that sample curriculum available, and we've got catalogs available, and we have a bunch of freebies. So if you've if you've used your old curriculum and you no longer want it, you can bring it to us, and then we will put it out for other people to potentially take and use themselves. Of course, no good community resource can thrive without buy-in from the folks already involved in the scene. Are there any partners involved? And if so, how did you develop those partnerships? So when we originally applied for the grant, we had to identify certain partners because um, to be competitive, you need to have uh, to show that you're building this, you know, with other people and community members in mind. So I would say our partners are a lot of these homeschooling charters. So there's two immediately that come to mind. There is Pacific Coast Academy, also known as PCA, and there's Dimensions. So we've been working quite a bit with both of those charters. They have promoted materials and programs for us. They have, in fact, later this evening, their experts are running a homeschooling 101 program for us. So if you don't know how to homeschool, but you're interested in homeschooling, this is the type of program where you can learn about all your different options. So both of those charters really were were excellent partners for us. I also had a woman, an advocate um, and mother, who has her own company called Soaring Minds. Maria Flores really helped act as a consultant for us in terms of what would be useful. And then there's another charter called Audeo, and uh, they actually have a 
TK to fifth grade homeschooling program, but then the Adeo that I often worked with was for sixth to twelfth grade, and they are more of an independent learning school, and they were also very helpful in terms of advocating for us and spreading the word about our programs and, and what we offer. So it sounds like you guys have programming that's also exclusive to the space that's being offered as well. Yeah, that's true. I forgot to mention that earlier. But yes, we do have programming that is pretty exclusive to homeschooling because it is held at a time when traditional students can't actually attend. So that would be during the week, in the mornings, or early afternoons. Hey folks, just want to take a moment to tell you about a really cool event happening at the Mission Hills Hillcrest Knox Branch Library. The Slowdown Swap Party is a clothing and toy exchange where you can drop off up to five pieces and take some home with you free of charge. It all goes down Monday, December 18th between 5 and 7 p.m. We'll have a link in our show notes to the event's calendar listing. We hope you can make it. How has the center been received by the public so far? Really well. I mean, everybody in the homeschooling community who I have come across is so nice. I mean, and they're so grateful. It's it's kind of amazing. You know, a, a lot of the response that I get is like, wow, you, you thought about us? Like, you considered us? Like, that's amazing, and, and thank you. And, you know, we've often had to kind of just – do it on our own uh, but this is amazing that you are providing this service and when are other libraries going to do it and uh, you know I, I can't speak for others I hope their libraries uh, do do this um, but yeah it's been a very positive response and homeschoolers are very strong advocates because they have to do so much of their education on their own you know, looking for the best opportunities within a very tight budget. And so I think they just are very grateful and very appreciative of everything that we've done. Again, Karen Riley. What's been surprising to me is how quickly people have started using the room for its intended purpose, because not only does it have the equipment and the materials, but it is a space that people can use, not just us using it for homeschooling-related programs, which we do, but for teachers from these charter schools to come in and have a a space where they can meet with students, um, which is happening almost daily. And for homeschooling groups, if they want to, to come in and, you know, hold some kind of tutoring program or something like that, which we know that they've been doing in other libraries. And and sometimes because the libraries don't have a space that's really appropriate for that, it's been kind of chaotic. So we've been really pleased with how quickly the community has taken to it, how well word has gotten out. So I would say that 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 has been one surprise, a very pleasant surprise for us. Visit the Mission Valley Branch Library's Homeschool Resource Center during regular business hours at 2123 Fenton Parkway. Additionally, visit mystpl.org forward slash homeschool resource center for a list of services, supports, and other resources available. That's going to do it for today's show. I'd like to thank our guests, Marika Jeffrey and Karen Riley. For more information on the resources mentioned in today's episode, please see our show notes or visit us at san diego.gov 
forward slash SDPL podcast. This podcast is supported by the Library Foundation SD. For more information on the good work they do, visit libraryfoundationsd.org. If you like what we're doing here at Listener's Advisory, please consider sharing our podcast on your social media, leave us a rating or review via your favorite podcast directory, or tell someone you know about us. Thanks in advance.